Welcome to the Modern Legacies Podcast. I'm Bob DePasquale, founder of Initiate Impact, where we provide modern financial management for purpose-driven families. And on the Modern Legacies Podcast, we love celebrating today's purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Clint Lotz, welcome to Modern Legacies. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Clint's the founder, president of trackstar.ai. They have some awesome uh, technology, and that's what we're about at Modern Legacies, being modern technologically, but also leaving a legacy. So Clint, appreciate you coming on. Love to hear more about what you're doing at Trackstar. Maybe you can start and tell me a little bit about the story of how Trackstar got started, why you're here today. Sure. Well, it initially started when I walked through the front door many years ago. Um, a gentleman had started this little software company, you know, 10, 15 years prior to that. And I walked through the door and I thought to myself, wow, there's so much more I could do here. Right. But I, I wasn't there yet. And fast forward many years after his unfortunate passing, I, I ended up buying what was left of the business and founded TrackStar.ai. And what I did is I took that 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 business itself and kind of really pivoted and turned it on its head a little bit. I come from a, a background of hard work, right? So my family never really went to college, um, never really um, got got really their their piece, I should say, of the American dream, if you will. In other words, or at least you know the the, the size that I wanted them to to get, you know, as an adult and always being the underdog in my, my career throughout my entire life, it always just kind of, it, it felt right when I walked in the door and it was just this weird, you know, calming feeling like this is where I belong. And when I, when I had the opportunity to really take the business and, and, and do something with it, I really seized that opportunity. And I can tell you there's been a lot of hard work basically coming back from the ashes, so to speak. And turning it into something that could really benefit people. It's one thing to take, you know, what, what you have in front of you and just find somebody to sell it to, right? It's another thing to take what you have in your hands and make something out of it. Because that second choice is phenomenally more difficult than the first one. And the second one, it's really the unknown. That's the biggest part of it is when you walk into something like this, I, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But that was that was the best part. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I wake up every morning, you know, exhilarated and terrified all at the same time. You know, <laughs> I know the feeling, man. I know the feeling. So my my question or response to that then is, have you always been an entrepreneur, like had that mindset or did that come at that point when you made the purchase? It's always been there. It's always, always been there. My my father was uh, he did flooring. He was a laborer. And so he was technically self-employed. Right. He didn't really have a boss, but he had. A bunch of people that he had to work for, right? And I just kind of always had that mentality. And my uncle, who I spent a lot of time with every summer, was very successful. He, a businessman, he had you know dealerships and shipping companies and you name it. And for at least from my standards, I thought he was wildly successful, and he really was for where we were growing up. And so I kind of got both sides of it, right? Mm -hmm. I got to see. I mean, I'm sitting in a new community right now. There's construction going on around me. I got to see this my entire life growing up, right? Guys out here on the job, working hard every day, 
you know, nonstop, what it feels like. And then I got to see riding around in a demo car, you know, checking on seven of 14 dealerships on a regular basis. And so it was like two different worlds that I grew up in at the same time, or at least was exposed to. In my mind, I got to see to what I thought, I mean, cause I was, I was a poor kid. Right. So I, I, and I went to school with a lot of kids that were way more well off than me just because of where we lived. Right. And it was great because I got to see that there's two different sides to not just what I thought life represented, but everything. And that's what really stuck with me is that no matter what it is that I want to do with this business or what it is that I want to do with my life as an entrepreneur or work for somebody else, like, there's always two sides and that's just always kind of stuck with me the whole time. There's always like two sides to the coin. So I'm going into something, this isn't it. There's something else. Right. And that, that, that's something else I've learned, thankfully is what you make of it. It's just, it's nothing more than an opportunity. And so from that point to answer your question directly, I think it's kind of always been in my blood. Fascinating. I always love to ask people that question because I've got answers all over the board My, myself to believe it or not. I, I never really considered myself creative, entrepreneurial at all growing up. My parents were very, very hardworking people, uh, but they, they worked in supermarkets. My mom worked in a bank for a little, uh, for, for a while. And what, what I found is that they, they did what, what was needed to be done. They worked very, very hard and they were smart people, but I don't think they ever really were encouraged to maybe open their own business or do something, you know, on their own. It was always go work for the company that they work for and, and work really hard and be a good employee. And that was it. So for me, I, if looking back now, I say, well, maybe there were some signs that I wanted to be a little bit more creative, but it, it didn't happen until honestly, during the pandemic, my business partner and I, and, and Modern Legacies is sponsored by Initiate Impact. And we, Initiate Impact didn't exist until, until the pandemic. And it's kind of funny that all of a sudden, we were kind of forced to do things more digitally and figure out ways to, to do the business that, that we do. And all of a sudden, it came out of nowhere. So it's just interesting that you said that you've kind of always felt that. I, I find that I find that fascinating. And it doesn't mean it's better or worse or different. You know, it's just a different way of getting to that point, which is which is which is really really cool. So can you tell me exactly what y'all are doing at Trackstar? I mean, I know it's in the lending industry, uh, which kind of fits well for what we do at Initiate Impact, working with purpose-driven families and their finances. So maybe you can tell me how how it is that you guys are kind of almost revolutionizing. I can say, I mean, in integrating and making lending an easier process because we all know <laughs> it, from the consumer perspective, it definitely is. But you may not even know that from behind the scenes with the companies working with that software and technology, it can be challenging. Very. Um, and, and you're right. COVID made everybody, everything go digital, um, whether, you, whether you wanted to or not. There, there was an app for it. I mean, my landscaper got an app during the pandemic. So what does that tell you? You know, like he's a great guy. <laughs> I wish I would have helped him, but I, I, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I don't have any bandwidth to really help with that. <laughs> I was just surprised. I was like, you got a what? <laughs> I thought it was great. But at the same time, like, it was that, to, to your point, it's like a wake-up call. Like, everything had to go digital. Whether we wanted to or not, we were all kind of leaning towards it. We all got smartphones in our hands, even all of our youngsters these days. So, like, it, it just made sense, right, that everything had to go digital. But it was, it was kind of one of those things that we were, a, we were on the cusp of really kind of breaking out on our own with this big this big push um, that we're doing now that I was to talk about. And 
when the pandemic hit, it was scary, I'll be honest with you, because we were in talks with lots of lenders. And then when the pandemic hit, they didn't know what to do. So we, you know, pump the brakes on everything. And so like everybody else, you know, we're hanging out in our house for a few months, right? <laughs> Trying to figure out what's going to, what the world's going to look like afterwards. And then you come out of it and I'm like, okay, this is again, other side of the coin opportunity. Let's figure this out. And what we did is we'd already been working on creating this, this, this solution for lenders. Um, and let me kind of back up for a second, give you a little more understanding of it. Okay. In the credit reporting system, it's, it's broken. And what's, what's wrong with it is humans, to be honest with us. <laughs> um, there's thousands, tens of thousands of what's called data furnishers, creditors all across the country. And they're constantly feeding literally a, a, over a billion data points to the three, three main repositories of credit bureaus every month, right? And there's some mistakes in there. According to the bureaus themselves, one in five consumers, 20% on average, have an error in their credit report. And that's where our industry really kind of grew over the last 20 years is all of those errors and people not understanding how to address it, what to do about it. You know, how do I go about it? There's lots of laws, fair credit reporting, I think one of them, right? That gives you the ability to go and dispute anything that you feel is inaccurate. So we've built a, a, a platform to empower people to be able to do that. Our whole motto is that we build software that helps people help people. And that's been my motto from the very beginning as the underdog, right? And so what we did is we have this platform and it helps people address all those issues. And then we took all of that data and we compiled it into, I'm going to get really high tech here, into a cloud computing platform uh, known as AWS or Amazon Web Services, probably heard of it. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the advancements in cloud computing, we were able to create what's called a predictive model. And so now we have this really cool solution that we can install in banks that when you go and apply for whatever their, their product is that you're applying for, if there are any negative errors on your credit report, our solution finds them immediately and highlights it, that this is actually an error. And so then the lender has the choice to say, okay, I can take that out because I know the TrackStar is telling me it's wrong. And I believe TrackStar because they have a fantastic track record. Mm -hmm. I can take that out, rescore the consumer internally because 90% of them are using internal scores and say, okay, you're not this score, you're that score. You're actually much higher. And what we're doing now is we're working with a lot of the lenders in different categories and proving it all out, right? And saying, okay, if this person who has errors on the credit report is being materially misrepresented to you by FICO, and we're telling you that they're not, say, a 600 as an example, they're actually a 650, that's a big difference in the score or product or offering that you're going to make to them. And so right now, by putting that in the lender's funnel, we're taking it and kind of turning it on its head, right? So we're putting the onus on the lender instead of the consumer's responsibility the entire time. Now we're putting it to the lender and telling them you're missing as much as, and this is the kind of the, the thing that kind of blows my mind to still to this day, you're missing as much as 10% of the people that are applying with you because there's errors on their credit reports and they're not taking your offer because that error is dragging their score down. Wow. And when you put it into numbers like that, that a bank can understand, they start to listen. Because if you, anything over like a 1% move, 
That's that's a huge difference to them. They pay people tons of money every year to get them to help move that needle a tiny little bit. So that's what we're trying to do is bring bring what we have, the solution to this problem and put it right there where the need is at the most, where the need is is the the highest it it can possibly be. When somebody's trying to get, you know, that product, that refi, that mortgage, the personal loan to cover their medical expenses, whatever it may be. If they're in the need for that money, we want to make sure that they get what they deserve. And that's been our whole model from the very beginning. Fascinating stuff, man. I really commend you for that. I think I, I'm just, so we're recording this in, on November 1st, actually. So I have a book coming out, publishes in December. It's called Personal Finance in a Public World. It's about how technology and media and the ad space affect how we make money decisions. And I have a whole chapter actually dedicated to lending and credit and that sort of thing. So uh, probably should have interviewed you a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. Right now. <laughs> uh, but fascinating stuff. And yeah, I mean, you're talking about the the, the credit bureaus. I mean, there, there's mistakes out there, things that happen. So and things can fall through the cracks. So, you know, in a human error, like you talked about, why not be able to use AI to be able to to fix that and help people? Because there's a lot of people out there, you know, we talk about, you know, we're 12, 13 years removed from the Great Recession, if you will. But there's still issues. Uh, it's not the same type of issues. We're not overextended, in my opinion, you know, from a, a real estate perspective. And the, and the lending is much different now. But there's people out there now who are not getting loans, who if, if what you're telling me is, you know, if, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, there's a lot of people out there who probably have scores that are better than what they're, they're getting graded. Absolutely. There's a substantial amount that are that are misrepresented by what's on their on their credit report. And it's been such a difficult process to address it. We're just like I said, like you put it perfectly, we're, we're using technology to solve a solution. And when you start going back, so what I love to do with the lenders is say, OK, you know, let's not throw this under production and make all the regulators freak out. Let's go and do some testing, you know, first. And when they do that. And they can't really share all, you know, specific, a whole lot of detail with me because we don't, we don't want to know, you know, specific consumer information. That's just, that's privacy concerns. And so we'll ask them, like, how is it impacting? How is it improving? And when they talk about like the bias that's built into lending today and how our technology can disproportionately help people of color because what we're finding is in those certain categories, and you don't know any of this until after the loan has already been booked, right? You can't make any decisions on, on people's race or any of that, of course, for fair lending practices. And so they'll go back and do all this back testing to where they can safely do it. And they'll see the impact and be like, wow, this is amazing. You know, this is really blowing me away because this is peeling back. Now it's not the it's not the cure, I should say, for bias in lending, but it starts to peel back the leather, the layers a little bit, right? You can see that, wow, if we start fixing the errors or, or, or at least one of the issues in our lending system today, it can have a tremendous impact for all of us going forward. That's cool. And that's what we're about at Modern Legacies and Initiate Impact. We want to be able to solve problems that we've identified in, in a modern way, be able to fix them. So moving forward, the next, the future generations are able to jump over those hurdles a little bit easier or not even have the hurdles, to be honest, eliminate them completely if possible, which is, which is awesome. So Clint, what's, what's kind of, what, what's the next thing on track here for TrackStar, no pun intended? What, I mean, obviously we've identified the issue, you're working towards it, you have software that can help. The, the pandemic came, hopefully, hopefully the lenders are starting to come out of it a little bit. So what's, what's the next, you know, six to 12 months look like? For us, it's really about ramping up. 
And we, we've, we've got our solution out there with some uh, online aggregators in the lending space, and we're working with them now, and they're, they're loving our solution so far. And now it's just, you know, taking over each category, auto lending, mortgage, you know, everything we possibly can, anything that a credit score is involved, we want to have our data in that decision to help that 10% of people who aren't getting what they deserve. And so for us, the sky's the limit. We think we are the next big disruptor in lending. And we intend on really getting out there and getting the people the credit they deserve, wherever it is. Mm -hmm. Awesome, that, that's really cool stuff. So I know people can go out to trackstar.ai for sure to check out your information there. Um, I, I noticed Clint, you're on LinkedIn. Any other places that people can get a hold of you before I ask? Oh you? yeah, all the usuals. Yep, they can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, all of those are, of course, linked to our website, TrackStar.ai. We'll be adding more and more press releases and information coming out as far as the stats uh, that we can really share as the major impacts on the different categories that we're having on the different lenders. Um, it, it's one to do great. It's another thing to do great things. And for me, that's the important part is the latter is making sure that we do great things as a company and that we get the people, you know, the credit they deserve without having to take a big bite out of their wallet in the process. Yeah. Oh, I love that, man. It's one thing to be great. It's a lot of great people and talented people and all kinds of information out there, but are we actually taking action? Are we doing great things with what we have, which is, which is really, really cool. So, so this is modern legacies. You're working in a, you're a founder of a software company. So I think you, you definitely check the box on modern. I don't think we need to, to dig too much there. What about legacy? What does legacy mean to you? Legacy for me is longevity, it's lasting. Those are the two things that I associate with, with legacy. And there's a lot of things you can do. And I think to everybody, it means something a little differently. I mean, it's one thing, to, some people want to have, you know, their name on that sign next to the freeway that they adopted that mile forever, you know, great for them. That's cool. You know, all 30,000 people texting on their phone and sipping their coffee, drive past it every day. That's awesome. You know, that that's a legacy. And if somebody drove that route every day, maybe they'd want to see their name up there. It's, yeah. it's to what each person really defines as legacy for me. It's about lasting generational impact. That's really the goal for me is being able to put myself back in that little boy's shoes, right? Who was trying to figure out, surrounded by all what he thought were all these rich kids. How am I going to get out of here? Right? Where, where is my exit? Like, where's, what, where's my path to wherever it is I'm trying to go? Yeah. And I can tell you that at a very young age, I was I was standing, I'm originally from Illinois, I live in Phoenix now, it's where our company is located out here in Arizona. And I remember as a very young boy standing there thinking, I don't really belong here. Like, this is great and all, this is home, but this isn't forever. Like, this isn't it for me. And I just had to, you know, I had, I had to go out and make my own way in the world. And what I want to really do is be able to provide assistance, scholarships, um, I eventually I would love to set up, I know some people would kill me for saying this, but a foundation, um, to really continuously provide for certain communities, certain underserved communities that I'm well aware of, um, and not only my hometown, but all over the country and around the world that could really use, uh, kind of a, a, a glimmer of light, if you will, in the darkness sometimes that says, you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it out of this no matter what. People have dealt with worse and they prevailed. 
And there's plenty of examples for it. Sometimes really all you need is just that one soul to say, you're not worthless. You know, you can do this. There is a path forward. It's only going to get better from here. And that's really what I'm about empowering as far as a legacy. It, the reason I work so hard is that I want to be able to provide for my entire family, everyone that's involved, right? And, 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 and for generations to come. And to really make that important for everyone in my family to understand what it's like and why it's important to give back. Because if you don't ever, for, if, you, if, you, if you never forget where you came from, then you definitely won't screw up where you're going. I know it's not normally how the saying goes, but that's my version of it. That's your (laughs) translation, the Clint Lodge translation. But that's a great translation. And I I really, the thing that stuck out the most to me about what you said is that sometimes it just takes a little bit of action for one, you know, for one other person. It could be, you know, encouragement. It could be written something. And it doesn't always have to be this extravagant, world-changing organization. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some great organizations out there doing awesome work in the world to support communities in need. And we need to support them as well. But this saying always comes up, it comes up all the time, probably half of the episodes of Modern Legacies. Uh, and the Speaking of Impact podcast or another podcast that I host. And we talk about how you may not change the world, but you may change the world for one person. And that's that, that's an amazing message. And if you think with that mindset and some of the things that you were saying, I mean, I think the world will be a, a much better place and the legacy that we leave will be lasting. Uh, whether whether it's a sign on a highway or it's an award or something that your name is on it, either way, the effort and the action that you've taken will make future generations benefit in one way or another, whether you're recognized in name or not. So that legacy will last and be there for a really, really long time if not forever. So Clint Lotz, man, really appreciate your, your feedback. Love what you're doing at Trackstar, uh, but check, check them out, trackstar.ai. Check out Clint on um, all the platforms like he mentioned. Uh, Clint, really appreciate you coming on. Any, any last words of wisdom for, for Modern Legacies? Keep going. You can't build something if you quit today. So just keep going. I, I, that's my motto, never quit, never give up. Regardless, even with this pandemic came in, I, I just told you the story, getting smacked in the face with the pandemic and thinking that it was the end, right? Because mm-hmm. you you don't know what, how you're going to come out the other end of it. Just look back, know that you've survived many other things before you'll survive this. That's the most important thing. Awesome. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Clint Lotz, founder, president, Trackstar. Hit him up, trackstar.ai. Thanks, thanks, Clint. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Bob DePasquale again of Initiate Impact. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Modern Legacies podcast. If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur and you want to be on the show, please visit our site at initiateimpact.com slash apply, and we want to get you on the show. And if you got something out of the interview, would you share it out on the socials? We really want to spread our message to as many people as possible. And if you just take a quick screenshot or you send out a message to a friend of yours with the hashtag modern legacies we would really appreciate it now we're regularly putting out new episodes and content so if you want to make sure that you don't miss anything you can subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews also will do a lot to help us spread the great message if you want to know more go to our website initiateimpact.com or you can check us out on linkedin we have a facebook page instagram 
and even Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.